listening to Lead Defend, the podcast designed to help you grow in faith and leadership as you navigate the stages of your young adulthood. We address important faith topics and provide practical life tips, helping you build your faith as you engage in a changing culture. Here are your hosts, Seth Tucker and Ryan Scantling. Hey, Seth, in today's episode, we're talking about sex and Dude, I'll be honest. In this one, I'm going to turn most things over to you and let you handle it. Uh, But I think you have a story to kind of lead in with. Well, yeah. um, So I I want to start, like, I was a youth pastor for eight years. And uh, in one of my student ministries, like, I did the youth pastor thing where uh, every February you talk about sex and dating and and purity. uh, and, And you do that in February just because, hey, it's Valentine's time, you know? And I would always send home a, a, a little sheet of paper for parents to sign saying it's okay for my student to, to you know, be a part of student ministry talking about these topics. And, and we talked about masturbation. We talked about pornography. We talked about, uh, you know, all, all of these things that need to be talked about. But I would usually do like a panel discussion mm-hmm. where students could ask questions, but we didn't do live. They had to write. They would ask it. questions in front of their parents? Uh, no, no, this is just okay, students, okay. just students, All you know, right. and, and they, they could write in a question and then I would review the questions and mm-hmm. choose the ones that the panel would answer. Well, this seventh grade boy, new to the youth group, his mom had signed the form, said, hey, he can be down there, but he submits a question for the panel and he said, it says this, it says, in Christian sex, are you allowed to get naked? At which point, at which point, at which point I said, hey, bud, I think you need to go up to the adult service for the next few weeks and and let your mom and you and your dad and you have a talk before you you come to be a part of this conversation. (laughs) I mean, but but truthfully, that's the idea that he he thought kind of leading into this first part of this, uh, he he thought that that there should be a difference between Christian sex and, 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 and just the way sex happens in the world. Well, I think a lot of times... Christians growing up, if you grow up in a Christian household, yeah. that you grow up with this idea that sex or any talk or thought of sex is evil. Yeah. You know, man, some pastors don't speak about it from the pulpit. I mean, it's yeah. just this taboo subject. So maybe that's a good question. Is sex evil? Right, right. It's a good question that, that uh, thankfully, I'm on the other side. And, and I see the beauty that is uh, sex the way it's supposed to happen. Um, and, and to answer that young man's question, yes, you can take your clothes off uh, when you're really? a Christian and you have sex. Yes. Um, but I, I picture <laughs> sex, the way I've heard it best put, is that sex is like a fireplace. All right? It's like fire. Okay? If, like three fire emoji. You know what I mean? Like that kind of awesome. <laughs> but no, uh, like, like with fire. Okay, for real. So there's nothing better on a cold day than sitting by a fireplace, reading a book, drinking some hot cocoa, or cuddled up with the person that you love, and, and, and the heat from the fire warms you. It's a, it's a healthy thing. It's good. People use uh, fire to cook on, right? Like you cook over a grill. or you, Fire is useful. It has a purpose. But, but if you take fire outside of the context it was designed for, right? So like if, if fire is outside of the... The, the, the grill, or it's outside of the fireplace, it becomes dangerous. Like, if there's a fire in my car, something's wrong. Like, that's not good. Get out of the car, you know? Um, if there's a fire in the cabin at youth camp, like, get out of the cabin. It's dangerous, you know? Uh, but fire has a purpose and a place where it's healthy, and then it's got a purpose and a place where, it, it, where if it's taken outside of that, it's dangerous. And so sex is not evil. 
Sex is hmm. beautiful. It's good. It's healthy. But if you take it outside of the context that it was designed for, it's dangerous. So we've established two things. Number one, arson yes. is dangerous. Yes. And number two, sex yes. outside of its appropriate place is yeah. dangerous. Yeah. Don't but, start a fire where it doesn't belong. And and again, like with sex, don't start a fire where it doesn't belong. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much application right there. Yes. So so I think the question is why wait? Especially for me, a single guy. You're, you're told, hey, wait, all, all these things, especially if you're coming from a Christian background. Yeah. But why wait? Well, you know, there's there's a lot of different people that have that have speak, spoken to this, right? One, I mean, God's told us to. It's it's good to be obedient to God and His design. Um, but also, you know, if you think about it, to say that I'm going to have sex with this person before I'm married to them, uh, you're setting up your whole life if you marry that person like let's say let's say that my wife and I would have had sex before we got married and we're married now what I communicated to her by having sex with her before we were married was I'm okay with having sex outside of marriage wow and and so you're setting up an adulterous relationship from the start when you have sex before you're married um you know can you really trust that person to stay faithful if they weren't faithful to sex within marriage before you were married. Yeah, and trust is a big issue, I mean, just in dating relationships, much more so yes. within marriage. Absolutely. I and, mean, everybody's checking everybody's phone, like, who you've been talking to lately? Mm-hmm. I mean, anybody ever been jealous like that? Yeah, I have. You know, um, man, if you've, if you've already questioned their loyalty to sex within marriage before you're married, you definitely will have a hard time trusting it once you're married. Okay, so not only does it set you up for adultery, are there any other things that would lead you to say, okay, we need to wait to, to do this, to partake in this, until we're married? Yeah, I mean, if, if you're in a, a, a committed marriage, there is nothing that's going to split and end that relationship, okay? If you're in a committed dating relationship, there's always the possibility that you're going to break up. Absolutely. And God designed sex, and we're going to talk about this in a little bit, one of the purposes or reasons for it, but sex unifies a couple, right? Like, so they're coming together, and we talked about this last episode a little Mm -hmm. bit. They're coming together physically, emotionally, and spiritually as one being under God, right? That's the way he designed it. He said, uh, if I can pull it up on my phone real quick, it said... um, Therefore, man shall leave his father and mother, Genesis 2.24. Man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. That one flesh is more than just physical. It's the spiritual and emotional as well. But if you're, if you're becoming one before you're married, and then you're going to say, hey, we're going we're gonna to break up. This relationship isn't exactly what we thought it was going to be. We're not going to stay married. We're not going to get married. At you're, that point, you're breaking something. You're breaking this united, never should have been and broken. Then you know what you're training yourself for? You're training yourself uh, to to give a little bit of of, and this is like that old school saying, but like give a part of yourself away because you've unified, you bonded, hmm. and now you're learning how to break the bonds that was designed uh, for marriage. So, I, I work with college students, and and there are so many people that prior to marriage have messed up. They've yeah. blown it. They've, yeah. they've come to a point in their life where they've given themselves to someone, and and there's a lot of regret and pain and hurt and heartache that, that comes with that. And so I think that's something we have to talk about, that is it really that bad if they mess up? And I think we have to say a resounding, it is bad, and it does have repercussions that lead into marriage. 
But does that mean they're done? Does that mean they're over? There's no hope for them? There's not a future? Man, that's hard. I, I, I'm, I'm, I wasn't perfectly pure when I got married to my wife. And we, we weren't perfectly pure even in the dating relationship. Um, we weren't perfect. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, it, it comes down to this idea um, that we have the grace of God over our lives. And we don't need to let our past define us. Yeah. You know? Well, I, I think I think we have to understand that all of us are broken people yeah. coming into relationships that are never going to be perfect. We're always going to have broken relationships. Mm-hmm. And, man, God has a way of making something beautiful out of brokenness. Yeah. And so there are stories of redemption through Scripture of how God redeems certain aspects of our life. Even, uh, let's say this, that if you're listening and, and you're a person who... Man has wrecked it, has messed up sexually. It is never too late to commit to purity. That's it. It really isn't. That you yeah. can say, okay, today is day one where I start walking in purity for my future spouse, but also for man, just my commitment to the Lord and, and, and who I am in Him. Yeah, it, it's kind of like, um, I mean, gosh, we all know uh, those of us that, that you know have been anywhere near someone of the opposite sex, we know how alluring sex is right we know how there's a natural desire for sexual intimacy and and you know i think of it kind of like this like with with an alcoholic in particular uh, you know if, if that alcoholic you know has a moment and goes and gets drunk like we don't say oh man it's over just drink all you want you know what i mean yeah. no it's like hey now commit to sobriety you're gonna mm. be sober now like there's always that redemption for, uh, like you said, for, for us to commit ourselves yeah. to purity even after we've messed up. Yeah, I, I see college students all the time who have blown it, and they think it's over. Yeah. Uh, so, so let's just address this for a moment. If you're in a relationship with someone and you've gone too far, you've crossed that line, can that relationship be salvaged? Can it be redeemed? I, I think so, absolutely. Um, like I said, my wife and I, we were not, uh, you know, uh, Puritans. Yeah. Uh, in, in our in our marriage, we we didn't have intercourse, uh, but but we weren't, uh, you know, she wasn't wearing culottes and a turtleneck every day. You know what I mean? So like there was <laughs> there was a draw for for sex, um, and and so I, I, it can definitely be redeemed. But but we just always have to remember that if we love this person, uh, we will desire for purity in that relationship. Mm. And. Com- commitment precedes intimacy. I think we talked yes, about that yes. in our last episode, but commitment precedes intimacy. So I think just establishing that commitment amongst yourselves yeah. before God and with each other. Uh, let's, let's go into the, the next section. I'll kind of yeah. let you lead out in this one. The, the reasons for sex. Like, yeah. What are some of the reasons that God created sex? Yeah, so my dad is like, uh, he does marriage and family retreats and seminars, mm-hmm. and, and mainly marriage retreats and seminars, talking about... Uh, intimacy within a marriage, communication within a marriage. So, like, I grew up around these conversations, and and what we discussed, what I learned growing up, is that there's there's multiple reasons that God gave us sex. Like, sex is wonderful. It's beautiful. It's that fireplace philosophy that I was talking about earlier. There's a place for it. And and why is it, why is it that God gave us sex? He gave us sex one for procreation. Uh, and we need to have another podcast another day about about this idea of, of when birth control came into the, the world, hmm. how it separated procreation from sex and how, the, how, how evil that has been oh, wow. in culture. But that's another talk another day. But uh, And I'm not, and believe me, I'm 
I'm not against uh, using birth control, okay? Uh, I firmly have four kids, and I don't want seven. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but the idea that, uh, that 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 God designed sex for for having children, like mm. it's it's good. It is God wanted us to fill the earth and and to multiply and be fruitful. Like man, it's good. But it is interesting just how you know medical advances have said, yeah. oh, that doesn't have to be an option. It's always on the table, right? Uh, Wow, we'll, we'll talk about that yeah, a lot yeah. more Yeah, yeah, we'll future. talk about it in the future because the second purpose of sex is recreation. Like, man, God made it fun for a husband and wife uh, to, to get in bed together and have sex. I mean, it, it's made for, for us to have fun. But when we separated it from procreation, it, we made sex just recreational. And then the, 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 what was the need for marriage was what our culture said, you know? Hmm. And so, but it, but it is fun. Man, that's why that's why people that aren't married yet are, are are having this struggle. Like if it was painful, if it was if it was like nothing fun in sex, it was just dutiful. We, yeah. we wouldn't have a hard time with that purity whole thing, right? Hmm. I mean, it wouldn't be tough. But it's fun. I mean, I remember like my first year of marriage, my wife and I are broke. Here's what we owned: we had a television, we had a couch, we had a bed, and we had every episode of Friends. Like that, that, that was what we had. So believe me, when we got tired of watching friends, you know, three hours a day, like there was another activity that was a lot of fun (laughs) and and hence the four kids, you know? Um, but (laughs) see people ask us all the time, like, Hey Seth, you got four kids. You know how that happens, right? And I said, yeah, we're just really good at it. Had a lot of practice in it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but so sex is designed for procreation. It's designed for recreation. But the third thing, and this is really huge, I think, uh, is for us to remember that sex is for protection. It, it, it bonds a marriage. If I'm having sex with my wife, and that is the only person that I have. You know, have, you have that written, bonding in marriage. And at yeah. first I read it, bondage in marriage. But, but that's bonding. <laughs> I'm glad you clarified that. At the end, we're going to talk about what's permissible in oh, marriage, okay? okay? Uh, but, but we're talking about bonding. Like, God designed sex to connect a man and woman together. Uh, and and, and it's, it, there's actually physiologically in our minds this connection that takes place when, when we climax sexually, all right? When a, when a man and woman climax sexually, they bond, like their brain bonds with the person that they're with. And, and it, it, God designed it that way so that, so that as I have sex with my wife, I, I long for her more. I, I, I will not cheat on her because this is the person that I have sex with. Mm. Um, and, and God made it that way. It's beautiful. Um, you know, and there's this, there's this awesome thing that my dad taught me too. There's a, there's actually a connection between healthy marriages and marriages that have regular sex. Would you say that one of those caused the other? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. What, do you think point, a healthy marriage yeah. has a lot of sex or do you think people that have a lot of sex have a healthy marriage? Nobody knows. Hmm. They, the, the, they can't, they, the research does not show us either way. Wow. And so instead, what we find out is, man, if your marriage is struggling, have some sex. If you're having some sex, you're probably got a healthy marriage going on. Um, there's always some, some outliers, of course. We know that, uh, like sexual addiction or stuff like that. But as long as it's a healthy uh, sexual practice, like, man, it's, it's a good connection for, for a healthy marriage. And well, let's protection. talk about... Prior to all of those things, yeah, you're dating I'm someone. Sorry. Yeah, I, I love that section. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I've got to back up because this is the section I'm in. Let's talk about before all of those things. What are some pitfalls in dating yeah. that that can negatively like 
lead to those areas that you just don't want to touch. Well, let me ask you, what are some red flags? What are some red flags in a dating relationship about sex? Yeah, you know, there are certain girls that I've gone on dates with who that was, for them, very permissible. Like in a dating relationship, they would do that. And and I'm a virgin. I've never had sex. Uh, that was just one of those things that's been off the table for me. That's right. But as you date someone, it becomes evident what their priorities are. Mm-hmm. And and there became, for me, indicators of those things. Uh, I found that when girls really took things too fast as far as making out, all those things, and then even moving across the bases, I guess you would yeah. say, in that stuff. It, it, it was just, it was unhealthy. And so... That's when I knew, okay, this this relationship is just not going to be good. And, and I knew for me that I had to get completely out of that relationship because I'm way too prone and susceptible to just go along with those things. And so I had to just say, okay, it's done. Because I couldn't be in that spot and say no every time. I, I just knew myself in that way. Yeah. Uh, so you have to put boundaries in, in place. Like, this is what I'm willing to do. This is what I'm not willing to do. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's interesting that that sometimes those boundaries are defined as a couple, mm-hmm. but sometimes they're just individually defined. Like for me, I know that I'm not going to do X, Y, Z. And so because of that, like that will never happen for me. And a girl tries to lead me into that place, it's it's just, okay, this is where we stop. Yeah. Um, and you have to be able to ver- verbalize that, vocalize that, both yeah. from the guy's end and the girl's end. You have to have this freedom in your relationship that you can talk about it. I, I think something that can lead to difficulty is having those conversations about past relationships and stuff. Uh, Maybe you can elaborate on that a little bit. So why do you think it may be dangerous, helpful, even hurtful to hear your boyfriend or girlfriend's past sexually, if they have messed up or even, even not? I think you want to ask yourself this question. If I know the history of my boyfriend or girlfriend's sexual past, what good is that going to do me? Like, is it going to be good for me to know this? Like, if that person has developed an STD, man, I think I want to know that. You know what I mean? If they've got some disease that will not go away, cannot be handled medically, I think I would want to know that going into marriage. But, man, if, if it's like, hey, I dated this, this girl for three years and we, we had sex on a regular basis, like, I don't know if, I want to, if my wife would want to know that, you know? Wow. Um, because how much heartache would come from knowing that? versus what good would it actually do to your relationship. And so hmm. um, I, those are questions that I don't have the, the hard lines on. Yeah. Like we just need to determine, do you want to know this about that person? Yeah, and, and I think when you when you walk into that conversation saying, okay, let's talk about this, yeah. you need to have the expectation with, we can have this conversation and these are what the consequences would be. And if you're going to stay with that person, you can never hold that over them. Because yeah, you've already said, I'm word. committed to this relationship great word. when I know this about you. Wow, that's you good. You will never hold that over your spouse. And so let's, let, let's, let's tackle this question. Yep. What's permissible in sex? Well, let me, let me add something that I, have, okay. I should have done earlier. It's this, that the, in, in, in a godly relationship, in marriage, the goal is to please my spouse in sex. I'm not seeking selfish gratification. I'm not seeking my own pleasure, but I'm trying to seek the pleasure of my my wife. And my wife is trying to seek the pleasure of her husband, myself. And so when we're both trying to gratify each other, there's a healthy sex. 
Okay, that's that's the way God ordained it. He designed it. And so when when you're dating and you're seeking sexual gratification, that's very selfish, yeah. you know. And so uh, we we want our marriages and our sex to be about uh, satisfying our spouse. So what is permissible in sex uh, according to the, to God and His Word? Um, it, it, I think it's threefold. From what I see, is is firstly. Um, the first thing is, is it agreed upon? Does a husband and wife within their marriage, a man and a woman within their marriage, do they agree to this? If they don't agree to this sexual act, then and it does not need to be in the bedroom. It's not permissible. So uh, the first layer is, do they agree upon this? Is it going to be something that they both will find enjoyable and would love to do to please each other? Secondly, so first, husband and wife agree on it. Secondly, does this include anyone else? Uh, that's a question we need to ask because uh, God does not allow, it's not permissible for us to have multiple people in the bedroom with the husband and wife. It does not allow for there to be also multiple partners, meaning you can't step outside of your marriage for sex. Uh, it needs to just be sex between a husband and wife. And also in this category, pornography is not permissible. Pornography is including someone else or multiple others in the bedroom. Even though they are physically there, they are there. And so uh, so what is permissible? It's what a husband and wife agree to. It is what uh, does not include anyone else outside of the marriage coming into it. And then thirdly, it, uh, what is permissible does not include various perversions of sex. Um, there are sex acts uh, that are outside of God's design because uh, perversion really is just when the things that God designed are taken outside of the context that they were made for. So there are sexual acts that are unhealthy or dangerous and that are also just outside of God's design for sex. Ed Newton says it this way. He's the pastor of Community Bible Church in San Antonio. He says, you can't define what you did not design. It's the idea that God created mankind. He created sex. Therefore, God is the only one capable of defining what sex is supposed to be. And so we, we don't get to define it. We don't get to say this is permissible. God is the one who says what is permissible. We don't have time to go into all the details of these, these various perversions. Uh, but if you have any questions, uh, you can always email Ryan or myself at leaddefend at absc.org. We'd love to answer your questions. And if we don't have the answer, we will rally together with great minds and find answers for you. But Ryan and I will be back in two weeks. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Give us your thoughts and your feedback. Give us a follow, uh, whatever you'd like to do. We'd love for you to be a part of this podcast on a regular basis. That's it for this episode of Lead Defend. Until next time, check out our website at leaddefend.org for details on the next Lead Defend conference or shoot Seth and Ryan an email at leaddefend at absc.org. If you want to help us out, rate and review Lead Defend on your podcast app. And make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Thanks for listening. Now go lead. A podcast from the Arkansas Baptist State Convention.